Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we are speaking to none other than Lisa Johnson. Guys, you do not understand how happy I am to speak to her. She is such an inspiration, a multi six-figure business coach who owned her own wedding planning company. Now what Lisa does is actually help women alongside men how to actually start up your own passive income so and she's got her own membership site guys you do not understand how much i'm so happy that lisa actually accepted to come on the happy single moms podcast like i actually read about her in forbes magazine lisa thank you so much for coming on the happy single moms podcast and please tell the audience a bit about yourself thank you thank you thank you for having me yeah i was a single mom eight years ago now um, so I was working in the city at the time and uh, I was an investment banker. I'd, had, I'd done a law degree, I'd, you know, like done that whole thing where you climb the career ladder, really like trying to get somewhere because I don't come from a background where many people did that. You know, we grew up in poverty, in a council estate. And um, so for me to go, I didn't finish school because of bullying. And so for me to be able to like leave school at, at 16 and then climb this ladder from an office junior all the way up to like an investment banker I did a law degree while working full time and really tried hard to get where I wanted to be and and I was in a place where I was doing okay you know I was I was earning probably around 60,000 which at the time was okay I never thought I would be able to get um, that kind of money and then I accidentally got pregnant with twins <laughs> there's no twins in my family so it's like a bit of a shock um and at the time I'd, I'd been married for a really short period of time and the relationship was breaking down and so by the time the boys were there um when they were five months old I went back to work and that's really when the relationship completely broke down and I ended up as a single parent um with twins who were like a year old and trying to work like in Canary Wharf in London in an investment bank it just wasn't happening because it was from six o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night so I, I never saw them so I knew I was going to have to do something different and um, I'm a big believer that you can rewrite your story I felt already that I had rewritten my story a couple of times from the background that I'd grown up in um, and so I just thought, well, how am I going to get through this? So the first thing I knew is that I wanted to be able to see my kids more than I was. And so I got a job near my house and had to go right back to being a, a personal assistant, which is what I started out as like 20 years before that. So I got this job nine to five, really simple on about a fifth of the salary that I was used to. And uh, at least I got to see the kids, you know, that's what I, I needed to do. But it meant that 
within the first year, I got into a lot of debt um, because I was still, you know, trying to, there's two more mouths to feed and there was only one me. And so, um, and obviously I was earning a lot less than I was. So I got, I was, I ended up 30,000 pounds in debt by the end of that first year. And I thought, well, I need to get out of this. And so I thought, well, I'll start a business. But I didn't know anything about business at all. Um, I didn't know anybody that had a business because I didn't come from that kind of background where people did. And so I thought, well, you know, we'll give it a try. And so I researched and then I thought, yeah, I'm going to become a wedding planner. This sounds like fun. Let's do that. And I started this wedding planning business and I did okay. Like I got 13 full planning weddings pretty much straight away, but I didn't know about business. And when we worked out, I got a new boyfriend, like by the end of that year. And he's like, let's work out if you can leave your nine to five. And we sat down and we worked out that I was earning less than one pound 15 an hour. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, You know, I was just undercutting everybody. Like I didn't know about things like ideal client. I didn't know that my money mindset was in a mess. I didn't know how to put a strategy together. I didn't know how to use social media properly. I was, I was one of those people that thought, well, I'll make a website and people will come, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea. Um, and so then I was even more in debt and I had to make a decision. Like, am I going to continue down this road and try and make this business work somehow, which will probably take me investing in myself a little bit, putting it on a credit card, or do I just go, look, just quit. You're always going to be that person that lives hand to mouth. You're never going to have extra money, but at least you're going to be with your kids. It's okay. You know? And, um, I thought in for a penny in for a pound, if I'm 30,000 pounds in debt, may as well be 35,000 pounds in debt. It's not going to make much difference. And I put five grand on a credit card and I got a business coach and it changed everything. So um, for, I have two questions. So when you were actually reaching out to clients, how did you get them? Were you using like LinkedIn or you just left the, you just had the website and you just wanted, did they come to you? Yeah, mostly I just had the website. I mean, I was doing a few little bits like telling family and friends, like I'm a wedding planner now, but I would have, de- if somebody had said what kind of weddings, I was like, oh, weddings, what do you mean? Like, I didn't understand that you have the niche. So if anyone was getting married with any budget, I'd be like, I'll do it. Like, I had no clue yeah and you get in a business coach because I feel like we're in an age where I've spoken to so many coaches and it's difficult to weave out which coach is actually authentic and which coach is just winging it so in regards to your business coach how did you know that they were the one for you yeah yeah the main thing that I was looking for I don't believe in the law of attraction, in manifestation, you know, all of the kind of like spiritual side of business coaching, yeah, all the fluff. I don't believe in any of that. And so for me, it was, it was much easier because 99.9% of business coaches were all about that. So I just had to look for the one that wasn't um, and, and found them and said, look, I just want to learn the strategy. I don't care about any of the other stuff. I just want the strategy. And so that's what she taught me. Okay. Um, and, and it worked. It turned everything around. And do you think all business, business owners should have a coach or mentor before they actually? No, you don't. Not necessarily. No, I feel like um, what they might need is to learn about business, but you can do that these days through a course. You don't necessarily need a coach to tell you that. Um, I think it depends on how you learn best. 
like whether you need somebody who's going to do you know you're the first person to ever say that to me everyone always says like no you need a coach to change your mindset (laughs) (laughs) it's just that I have integrity (laughs) you are the first I've spoken to so many people you're the first person to ever say nope you don't need one Khalifa get on with it you don't necessarily need one like even now I need people to show me how to do certain things that I don't know how to do. So I will go and find a consultant in that one thing yeah. and get them like, or I'll go into a mastermind where I can, you know, learn from lots of people at the same time, or I'll just go and buy a course on something. You yeah. don't necessarily, not everyone needs a coach. Yeah. But, so in regards to you, how did you then manage like the twins and then the wedding business? And then obviously coupled with the debt as well, how did you juggle all of that? it was a proper juggle I was working well and and then obviously like because that went well two years later because people were asking me like how have you managed to turn this wedding business around and it's become really successful I then started Lisa Johnson which is like my consultancy business Um, and so then I was still in my nine-to-five so I kept my nine-to-five so that I could have money to put into things in my business like I saw my nine to five as a venture capitalist to you know I didn't I mean I could do that job in about two hours and I could work from home sometimes so I was like there's no point leaving this job so had that job I had my wedding business I had my consulting business and I had toddler twins at that time um so how I worked is I'm a big believer in time blocking so don't have a to-do list and just take things off because all that happens if you do that is there's a load of stuff on the bottom of that list that just gets carried over every day forever and never gets done and and it's never done by priority it's done by the easiest things to do so instead I time block so any time that I have to work on the business I will put you know actual things into blocks in my schedule so for instance if I knew I have nine o'clock to eleven o'clock I will say, okay, between nine and half 10, I'm going to do this thing that I need to do. Between 10 and half 10, I might look at social media. Between half 10 and 11, I will do emails. I'll never do emails first thing. They're not, otherwise you can spend your whole day just batting emails away. And they're not necessarily the most important thing to do. And so time blocking became big for me. But the only time I had at the beginning was from five in the morning until six, because that's when the babies woke up. I then had my lunch hour at work and then I had from about seven o'clock till about 10 o'clock at night when the kids were asleep and so for the first year that was the only time I worked on my business but that time made me a six-figure consultancy business because I only did things that were going to generate me money. Wow that's amazing and did you have an end goal was it just to get out of the debt or was it because you wanted to have six figures? Do, do you feel like people need to have, uh, firstly, your children were, was, were the whys. You know, I always see everyone saying, have a why, have a why, have a why. But did you have an end goal? No. And if I'm honest, I didn't expect to make six figures in the first six months of that business. Like, I would never have thought that could happen back then because my mindset wasn't in the right place. I just, my goal was to cover... I wanted the, I wanted, first I wanted the wedding business to cover the amount of money I made at work. And then when it did that, I wanted my consultancy business to cover the amount the wedding business was making so that I could quit both of those and just do the consultancy business. So that was the first goal. And that happened really, really quickly. 
like within the first five months. And so then it was like, oh, well, let, where can we get to with this? Like if I could give it more time and leave my nine to five, I gave away my wedding business to somebody yeah. in a competition. And so then it was like, okay, what if I put all of my time into this one thing? And within the first year I made 220,000 in profit. And so then I knew that I was on to something. Yeah. yeah, but I also realized at the same time that I'd given myself a business where I was working from six o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night again, and I didn't want to do that. So I was like, if I'm gonna carry on with this, I need to find a business model that works for me. And that's when I started learning everything about passive income streams, adding them into my business. So then by the end of year two, I was working 30 hours a month from 80 hours a week to 30 hours a month. And I was earning over a million. And so I knew that was the thing for me. And now we're in year three, just finished year three. Um, I'm still working 30 hours a month, but I'm earning 3 million. So it was scalable. So talking about passive income, um, how do you teach women how to actually um, create and generate a passive income that's viable? They have an idea. What, what are the steps that, you, that they need to put in place? Yeah, I have a five step system that I trademarked because I realized that every time I was doing it, I was doing the same thing over and over again. And every time I was teaching one of my clients to do it, I was telling them to do the same thing over and over again. So yeah. I trademarked this system called the cash system. And it's like the C is for client, just like in any other business, you need to work out who your ideal client is. So instead of thinking, I don't know, what kind of passive income stream should I have? Should I have a membership? Should I have a course? Should I have an ebook? Should I do affiliate marketing, drop shipping? Instead of thinking like that, think instead, who do I want to serve? Who do I want to help? It's usually you, like some time ago. Um, it doesn't have to be, but normally your ideal client is a version of you. So work out who that client is and then go on to step two, which is audience, and think to yourself, where am I going to grow an audience of that client that I've just identified? And then grow them. Mine was on a Facebook group because I like Facebook groups, but you know, some people do it on Instagram. Some people have an email list. I have an email list as well now. I should have started that earlier, but I started with Facebook groups mm -hmm. and, you know, nurture those people, like give value to those people yeah. for a while and then go on to step three, which is the first S in the cash system. There's two S's. And the first S is structure and system. So how do you want to deliver your course, membership, ebook, whatever you want to do? For me, it's video, love video. So I'm always going to do it that way. For some people, they hate video. So they're going to want to do it like on an e on like a workbook type thing or audio. And then work out where you're going to host it. So like for me, I use Kartra. There's all these different tech systems you can use. And they're really easy to work out these days because of YouTube. Like everybody is everybody's become an expert on teaching tech. Um, so work that out. Then go on to the next S step four in the cash system which is selling now when it comes to online business selling means launching i'm in the middle of a launch right now launching is my favorite thing to do um, and you can launch in loads of different ways like challenge launches online summits festivals webinars all these different things but it's a six to 12 week process so most people get this, this bit wrong so they might have a great course they might have a brilliant audience they might have really nurtured them and then they go to launch and they do it wrong Wow. And so they come to me and they say, oh, it hasn't worked. And I'll say, how did you launch? And they say, I told my audience, I've got this course. Do you want to buy it? Our audiences are much savvier than that these days. They've been burned online by courses, by coaches. Yeah, we've all been through it, haven't we? And so, you know, you need to really show them that they can trust you, which means giving a bit more for a few weeks beforehand so that they can see how you deliver. Um, 
So that's like launching is a big thing. And then the last step is keeping your clients happy. Mm. It's the age. Because if you don't want to spend money, I didn't want to spend money on Facebook ads, like until I'd reached a million. I didn't want to use affiliates till I'd reached a million. I just want, I didn't want a team. I just wanted it to be me. And so to be able to do that, you need to make sure that the clients you do have are getting the results that you promise. Because then every time you put a course out, all of those clients that have got whatever you've said are going to shout about you and you won't need to spend money on Facebook ads. And so that's what I did. That's amazing because they'll do the advertising for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So what advice would you give to a woman that's currently listening um, who is in debt? Because bearing in mind, we've been in a global pandemic. A lot of people have lost their jobs. And I find a lot of people are realizing that their jobs aren't necessarily, you know, the safety net that we all thought it was. Um, So what advice would you give to a woman that's listening that wants to kind of go into their own business, but they don't know where to start? Yeah. So we're in the middle of what's being called a entrepreneurial gold rush. This is the most entrepreneurs that have ever started up in history are starting up right now, which is brilliant. Because what that means is when new entrepreneurs start up, the first thing they do is try and get the skills they need. So they'll look to somebody that's already been there. So for instance, if right now you've worked in PR and you're thinking, you know what, I wanna set up on my own, teaching entrepreneurs PR whether it's through a course or a membership or one-to-one is exactly where you should be right now because all of these new entrepreneurs need to know how to do that. If you've ever been in a sales role and you can teach how to sell, they need that. If you know how to do websites, they need that. Entrepreneurs need so many parts that this is a great time if you have these kind of skills to be able to start up on your own because more and more people, even PAs, like it's the best time to start as a, a virtual assistant because so many people are going to need you. So what is your hope for um, single mothers, especially single mothers that are in business? What I would love is for single mothers to get rid of the stigma that it means they are less than somehow and realize that actually all it means is that they are more than. They are already capable of more than the average person because they're already doing more than the average person. They're already juggling way more things than an average person does. And if people realize that, if they realize the skills they already have, they will know that they can do anything. Like I knew that if I could you know, have a job and bring up twins and start a business at the same time, then I could do anything. And so why not do anything? And you can too, you know, anyone that's listening to this that is in a position thinking that society makes them feel less than, but actually they are more than, break out of what society thinks. Decide that you're going to do exactly what you want to do and make it non-negotiable. No, that's brilliant. And what's your advice on anyone that's just listening that actually wants to believe in love again? Because I know that you are currently happy. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've been married three times. So I'm not somebody that that got it right the first two times. But I believe that with anything in life, we just because something doesn't work out once, it doesn't mean that there's no such thing. You know, people fail in business all the time. And then they have amazing businesses. JK Rowling wrote books that got rejected time and time again. And now look what's happened. Like, It doesn't matter if you haven't found the right person in love yet, because they're probably out there, you know, and I think that if you can realize that you need to love yourself and not 
have this extrinsic need for somebody else to love you, it's much easier to find somebody. Like I found the person that I was looking for when I didn't need them anymore because I was doing it all myself. Wow. And then they just become the icing on the cherry, not the everything. Whereas before I thought it was the everything. It never has to be that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I often say to people that um, run your race and your partner should be the one that's giving you the water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what we should do. Your dream, it's your life. It's you get to decide what you want to do. I had so many like relationships where I thought I needed to be in the relationship because, you know, they had the power, like they had the money, for instance, or they had the good job or, you know, they had the knowledge when actually it was only when I realized that stop chasing those things, get all of those things for yourself that you'll find the right person because then you're not looking for a need yeah you have all those things you're, in you you're completely right and I, I do feel like if you give someone the ability to feed you they've also got the ability to starve you as well you yeah. know so you cannot rely on another human being to, to, yeah. to help you emotionally as well so um what advice would you give um if you if you had one piece of advice that you wish someone had told you years ago what would that be right now it would be to not care about the opinions of people that don't pay your bills okay because we care so much about the opinions of others people on the internet strangers on the internet some people won't be visible in their businesses because of what someone somewhere might think about them like who does she think she is why do we care like I cared for so long about what other people thought about me it was only when I stopped caring because somebody said to me only care you know other people's opinions aren't going to pay for your lifestyle other people's opinions aren't going to pay your bills once that happened it made me realize that actually it doesn't matter what any of them think what matters is what I can do to make sure that my kids get the life that I want them to have that's always going to be more opinion uh, more important than a stranger's opinion on the internet at the end of the day no no you're completely right and even with me starting the podcast I started the podcast um last year Jan no last year July apologies just at the beginning of the pandemic and my first ever episode was just about how I became a single mum and I disclosed that I had a termination had I not started the podcast I was I I was really scared about putting myself out there and being open and transparent about my experiences and I had a termination when I was with my son's dad and it was something that I said I would never ever do again so when I uh, had the first episode and I was like I had an abortion and I sent it out to my friends and family my aunties were calling me and they were like how can you be saying this you're bringing shame on the family what's wrong with you and yeah. um, when one of my aunties actually called me back a couple of months after like when she carried on listening to the episode she was like oh by the way I had one as well you know and <laughs> I was just like why was I so afraid of other people's judgments that you know people I, I find that the things that we dislike about people is what we see in ourselves sometimes definitely. we hold they hold a mirror up to us all yeah. the time and and we definitely are worried about what others think but really it's about what we think of ourselves and if we can come to um peace with any decisions that we make and realize that we're worthy no matter what we've done in the past then it can make things much easier for us because we don't care then about others judgment that's wonderful so right now you are currently happy you've got your business you've got your beautiful twins i don't know how you're coping with two boys because i've got one <laughs> and if i have to hear about minecraft or fortnite 
step on the go. No, tell me about it. All I hear about all day is computer and, and I'm that that parent that tried at the beginning of lockdown to yeah you're gonna have one hour of screen time a day and now I'm like just get on it <laughs> my son would not even go out like I bought him a wonderful bike for Christmas yeah thinking to myself yes I know it's going to sound so bad but when I was young I used to play like knockdown ginger you know like just do stupid things just be out and about my son doesn't want to go out he wants to stay at home and watch TikTok Minecraft and I'm like oh, I feel so bad that this is, this is this the, the new world we're in um it's really funny because one of the things that they love to watch are YouTubers playing the games and I'm like why don't you just play the game rather than watch someone play the game yeah but what I found there which is really cool which is I do because I I'm so fed up for shouting about clean your room do that I unsubscribe to my son's YouTube channels like that, <laughs> that is what I found to be the most amazing punishment I'm like okay unsubscribe I won't hear it. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Lisa, where can people um, find your social media? And please tell us about your membership as well. Yeah. I mean, the best place is on Instagram. Come and chat to me there at Lisa Johnson Coaching. Um, I'm on there all the time. And my stories there, you get to see the real me a lot of the time. And um, yeah, I have a membership called the Get Shit Done Society. It's for female entrepreneurs that are looking to just get stuff done in the first couple of years of their business, um, where basically people pay a small amount per month and I put it all together and bring in some amazing um, speakers for everybody. So yeah, that's open until Sunday and then it opens every now and again. You can find out about it on my website, which is lisajohnsoncoaching.co.uk. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You have been a magnificent pleasure. Thank you so oh, much. It's been really nice to chat to you. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm breaking, no, I'm not lose control. When I get